Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for pressing play on our podcast. It's a hard thing to get people's attention, so thank you for giving us yours for the next 10 minutes or so. As always, thanks to those of you who have subscribed or followed us on any of the podcast platforms. You can find us on every platform by going to pod.link slash Podcast or directly from picturesoflily.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, shout out to Queen with a Beard, and on YouTube. In this episode, I will be talking about the interview I did with Moby for Variety the day before the release of his latest album, All Visible Objects. Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing Moby whom I have interviewed many times over the years and whom I am pretty friendly with. I have a long musical history with Moby, going back to his 1991 single, Go, which I used to hear at Truth, my favorite rave here in Los Angeles in the early 90s. Those were the super early rave days for me, and I heard the same songs every week. Still, it was unusual that I would know the name of the track and the artist, but I did with Moby and Go. That continued with his next few singles, which were Next is the E, I Feel It, Move You Make Me Feel So Good, and Feeling So Real. After those songs, though, like most people, I lost interest in Moby musically and pretty much wrote him off. Then, in 1998, I got his album Play sent to me by his publicist. I'd heard the first single, Honey, and I didn't love it, but I loved every single other track on that album, and I did my first interview with Moby. We did the interview over the phone and got along incredibly well. He came to Los Angeles to do promo for the album and I got invited to a dinner with him, which was the first time we met in person and we got along then too. He was very outgoing and a little saucy, which was funny partially because he was so blatantly obvious about it and had a good sense of humor about it also, and partially because he lived in my best friend Sally's house in London for a month in the early 90s and she told me what a chaste guy he was the whole time, as well as not drinking and being vegan, and that was not my experience with him at all. He was still vegan, but he was not chaste, and he was definitely drinking. I've interviewed him or done some kind of writing about almost every album he's released for the last 22 years. And I also interviewed him for his first memoir, Porcelain, which I highly, highly recommend. It's an excellent read. 
Prior to our interview for Variety, I also read Moby's second memoir, Then It All Fell Apart. That came out last year and had so much controversy surrounding it, not the least of which was the he said, she said situation of him dating Natalie Portman. For the record, I knew Moby when he was briefly hanging out with Natalie Portman, and he did tell me about it at the time. She was not his girlfriend, but they definitely did go out on dates. I also recommend reading Then It All Fell Apart. It is the ultimate rock star read about the most unrock star person. I wanted to ask Moby about whether he was going to write a third book, and if he did, whether he felt like he would have to censor himself or clear what he said with the person he was talking about, but he said ahead of time that he didn't want to talk about the book. Related to the book, I also wanted to ask him about the way he interacts with social media. He responded to Natalie Portman's dispute about them dating in multiple clapback-style posts, and he did the same recently in response to the former employees of his now-shuttered restaurant Little Pine who absolutely trashed him in the media when he was forced to let them go post-pandemic. This is what Moby told me about his relationship with social media. It's dangerous to my well-being if I read comments. It takes me a while to learn lessons. When websites like Gawker and Gothamist started in the early 2000s, back then I was a voracious egomaniac, so I read everything that was written about me. When the critical tide turned against me and I became a pariah, I remember one of those sites had a snarky bit about me and one of the comments was someone saying how they wanted to stab me and wanted me to bleed to death in front of them in the street. At that moment, I should have stopped reading all reviews, all articles, anybody who comments about me. For the most part, I've been pretty disciplined about that, but every now and then, over the ensuing years, I've slipped. If you're walking down the street and a drunk screams at you, you dismiss it. That's a drunk. They don't know me. Why would I take their words to heart? Give that same drunk an iPhone and have them comment on one of your posts. All of a sudden, it ruins your week. Moby's new album, All Visible Objects, is half ravey and half ambient and pretty great. Millions and millions of albums sold, and being both up and down in popularity with critics and the public, Moby doesn't really feel the need to write a hit, which he felt a lot of pressure to do before, and he talks about it in the second memoir. I asked him about not feeling the need to write a hit, and this is what he said. Thankfully, no, there are a bunch of things that have helped me shed that need. One is when I had hits, it didn't necessarily create any sustainable happiness for me. Also, I'm a 54-year-old bald guy. For me to be trying to write a hit that will compete with the music of 19-year-olds, the level of sadness and compromise and disingenuousness, even if I tried to do it, I couldn't do it. 50-year-old guys should not be trying to compete with 19-year-olds for the attention of other 19-year-olds. It would just be super weird. It's emancipating knowing that not only should I not try to write hits, but I absolutely couldn't if I had to.
that's my snapshot of my experience interviewing Moby this most recent time. The full feature is online at variety.com and it's linked on picturesoflily.com. Also on picturesoflily.com are a bunch of other things I've written about Moby, including my LA Weekly feature at the time of Porcelain's release, which is probably one of my favorite interviews I've done with him. next episode, I will be talking about my experience interviewing David Holmes and Catherine Greaves, who are responsible for all the amazing music you hear on the hit series, Killing Eve, for Flood Magazine. trying to say Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today If the button is pushed From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening, and once again, If you haven't had a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so. And please rate and review. You can connect to us using pod.link slash pictures of Lily podcast, and that will take you to your podcast platform of choice. You can also find us on SoundCloud and YouTube if you prefer. And you can find the playlist for the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. Once again, thank you for listening. Pictures of Lily.